0: Mouse Planeteers and welcome to Mouse Station in orbit around Mouse Planet. I am Mike Demopoulos, a former Walt Disney World cast member, and I'm Mark Goldhaber, editor
1: and staff writer here at MousePlanet.com. This is episode number 39
0: for Monday, April 6th, 2007. Welcome to the podcast. Just about every weekday, we broadcast live from this orbital outpost, bringing you the latest from the world of Mouse Planet. You can send us feedback by sending
1: email to podcast at mouseplanet.com or by calling our toll-free feedback line at 1-866-939-2278. We love it when you call the feedback line because then we can play your call on the show.
0: And now, on with the show. Now it's time for the tip of the week. This week's tip of the week comes from listener... Stanton Wong. Stanton writes,
1: Have one group member collect and hold all the admission tickets and fast passes throughout the day. This helps prevent the oh no I can't find my ticket or fast pass situation from happening. Consider sending one of the kids who would gladly walk briskly to get the fast passes. This will minimize the walking for the whole group and eases in congestion in the distribution area. Don't forget to give people back their admission tickets if anyone leaves the park. Can you read that last part? Uh, about the distribution area? This will minimize the walking for the whole group and ease the congestion in the distribution area. Don't forget to give people back their
0: admission tickets if anyone leaves the park. This will ease congestion in the distribution area. This will ease congestion... Oh, sorry, I have to hit myself on the top of the head. Awesome tip! Help the cast members! And it's good for you, too.
1: <laughs> yep, And, of course, that way, if you want to get a fast pass from the other side of the park, you get someone that doesn't want to do what everybody else is doing, have them go off, get the Fast Pass, and meet you back where you are. For example, if you've got five people and only four of them want to ride Dumbo, somebody else can take the Fast Passes and go over to Buzz Lightyear to uh, take the admission tickets and go over to Buzz Lightyear to get Fast Passes and meet everybody after the
0: ride on Dumbo. And just another tip. This works just as well when you don't pay for Disney's official FastPass holder. They have an official FastPass holder that you can pay for? Yeah, they sell it at all gift shops. It's a a lanyard with retractable cord and a little um, plastic pouch with a zipper. Okay. And they say official FastPass holder on the front. Okay. Okay.
1: Well, maybe... uh... There is a market for it, I guess. You know, the pass pockets are very popular over at Passporter, so I guess that people are looking for things with that function. I usually just take the uh, admission ticket sleeve that they give them to you when you buy them and tuck the fast passes behind the admission tickets in that little folder, and it works just fine. But
0: you know, if people want a lanyard, that's that's cool. And I use my wallet, which, if you know my wallet doesn't need anything else.
1: Be afraid. Be very afraid.
0: Hey, I've limited its weight by 25%. Now it only weighs 10 pounds. (laughs) And that's
1: (sighs) our tip of the week. Do you have a tip to share with our listeners? Send it in to podcast at mouseplanet.com or call it in to 1-866-939-2278. We'll give you credit on air if we use your suggestion. Featured Attraction. In our featured attractions segment, we bring you information from Mouse Planet's Park Guides. This week, we'll look at living with the land in the Land Pavilion at Epcot. The Park Guide describes it as, Living with the land is part of the Land Pavilion and is one of the most educational attractions in any of the Walt Disney World parks. Once aboard one of the boats, you leisurely float through Disney World's cutting-edge and experimental agriculture stations, learning about the work going on in each. In the first greenhouse, you see crops of Southeast Asia... The second demonstrates aquaculture methods, farming seafood, essentially. The third focuses on sustainable farming methods for temperate climates. The fourth actually grows vegetables used in Epcot restaurants. The final greenhouse demonstrates experimental methods such as hydroponics and soilless growing
0: techniques. I think you listed them all in backwards order.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm not sure if that order is correct. That's what's in the park guide. I, I did not write that... Uh... Section myself. I know um, the
0: fishies are in the middle.
1: Well, let me think.
0: The um, the
1: experimental stuff is right before you go back into the tunnel, so that's correct. Is fifth, yeah. F- and then the vegetables are right before that. Are you saying that the aquaculture is after the temperate climate sustainable methods? I'm
0: wondering. I think so. I don't know. Oh, I, I know some,
1: th- something. Something makes me think that the first first outdoor segment is um, shorter than the second outdoor segment. That, you know, I you've would got, agree you've got with the, you there. You've got the one curve, and then you've got the, the uh, aquaculture, and then you go and you curve, and you curve again, and you curve again. So it, I, it, it may be correct. Oh, well. Now that we've gone anyway. around in circles. <laughs> but... Um, well, For those of you who haven't been on Living with the Land in a while, or even since it was originally Listen to the Land, which actually I enjoyed more because, you know, you can't beat that Sherman Brothers song, um, (laughs) you probably don't know that the boat pilots are no longer there. That's right. You don't have a driver. You just get on, and the speakers tell you what's going on. Of course, if you're not sitting right under a speaker then there's a good chance that you are not going to hear what it's saying and you're just going to look at the pretty stuff in the greenhouses.
0: Hey, this was better than what they did right before they got rid of the drivers. Which was? You have the drivers say all but five minutes of spiel and the rest is audio, which I think is even worse. If you have someone sitting there, have them talk.
1: True. Um, Of course, if you really want to find out what's going on in the greenhouses... We uh, highly the recommend the Behind the Seeds tour, which is given multiple times per day, and you can book your Behind the Seeds tour at the uh, counter
0: outside Soren, I believe. Yeah, the Soarin' Dispatch desk. You can book your tour, and they hardly ever fill up, with the exception of the Flower Garden Festival, so you can walk right up and easily just Get a tour that day, you know.
1: Right, and it's it's the, in case you're not sure what we're talking about, it's the desk that looks like an airline ticket counter just to the left of the Soren entrance.
0: I believe it's $15.95.
1: Sounds about right, but I'm not certain. I haven't checked into the
0: price for a while. I'm 90% sure it's under the $20 mark, though. So,
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's under 20 as well.
0: I enjoy um Living with the Land on a scale of five planets. I would give it a three now, but I would have given it a four before.
1: Uh, I kinda went from a four down to a two and a half. But I,
0: it's still fun to do. Yeah, it is it is okay. it is
1: fun to do, but you know, again I, I do miss the uh old song and I miss the tour guides. So um you know, I, I've got to take off points for both of those.
0: What I like to do is I like to see Circle of Life upstairs, have it exit downstairs, get my Fast Pass for Soren, get some lunch, and then go on Living with the Land, then go um, do my Soren Fast Pass. That means it all kind of goes together. Circle of Life teaches you about the impact on humans and how you can help your environment. Living with the Land shows you ways we're adapting to our environment to make us more eco-friendly, and Soren shows wonderful scapes of our environment and seasons, as the food that we make in our environment.
1: Ooh, it's almost yeah. like a great circle of life.
0: It's amazing. I know. <laughs> I I plan out my pavilion stops really purposely, purposely, purposely.
1: You 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 missed that whole circle of life bleed in, didn't you?
0: Oh, no, I I got it. Did you want me to go do the beginning? Ah, uh... <laughs> No, 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 no. I got it. I just wasn't going to approach it any further. Well,
1: you know, I mean, since Circle of Life did replace Symbiosis.
0: But you yeah. got to go upstairs Symb- at
1: the pavilion for that, so.
0: Yeah, Symbiosis has now become Symbisized.
1: Symbicized. Is that kind of like size?
0: <laughs> we'll put a link to the link. <laughs> We'll put a link to the Living with the Land park guide page in the show notes. (laughs) Review System Spotlight. Once again, we spotlight reviews of one restaurant or resort from Mouse Planet's review system. This week, we're going to look at Pizza, Ooh, Mau Mau, at Disney's California Adventure, which is described in Mouse Planet's park guide as... Pizza Oomau Mau is themed to a pizza shack serving the coastal surfer community. The walls are covered with surfing memorabilia and a lot of license plates, and taking a few minutes to look closely can be interesting. Several kinds of pizza are available, buy the slice or get the whole thing. Pasta and salads are also available for those not in the mood for pizza.
1: Let me guess, you're too young to remember Papa Mau Mau, huh? Yes. So of course hence pizza. Pe- that song hence, sounds Pizza kind Um. Of um well they also they also stuck it at the end of Surf and Bird. So uh, in any case <laughs> Just read the <laughs> In any case Pizza <laughs> Um Mau was rated three point three out of five planets on his, on the strength of eight reviews. A review rated as helpful by the only person who rated it is a three planet review by Nancy Witt of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, who visited on May twenty fifth, 2006. The review reads as follows. Since I have two picky eaters, I always look for pizza places in the park. We ate here last year, so I knew the place was decent. Both my boys got the cheese pizza and enjoyed it. It was a big slice, doughy and full of cheese. One slice was enough for my 6-year-old, but my 10-year-old went back for another slice. I believe the slices were about $6 each. My husband had the Caesar salad, since he's a health nut, and he said it was okay. Your typical salad. I think the price was around $8. I had the barbecued chicken pizza, I think it was $8, and it was good, but nothing to brag about. We just wanted something fast and filling, and this place fit the bill. We ate around 1.30 p.m., and there was no wait. The cast member who took our order was very nice and friendly and was happy to give me the 10% discount you get when you use your Disney visa. The place was clean, and as soon as the line started, more cast members came out to take orders. I noticed a manager walking around, making sure things were running smoothly. I liked that. The environment was cute. Lots of surfboards and beach items with beach music in the background. It drove home the fact that you are indeed on vacation. This isn't the best pizza place in the world, that's for sure. I really wouldn't even recommend it to adults, but for kids it was fine. In fact, my boys really liked it. They are not up for the fancy restaurants at the park yet. We are on vacation, and they don't want to sit for long when there's so much to do, so we grab a slice of pizza and move on. Just what we need, and this place was where we could get it. So have you uh ever eaten at uh, Pizza Umau Mau Mau?
0: Mark, <laughs> what a crazy question. Of course I have. You know, during my 12 or 13-day trip... I ate at every Disney resort dining destination that exists, <laughs> with the exception of Club Club thirty three. So yes, I did eat there. And did I go back a second time? No. <laughs> but it was decent. The pizza was decent, but if you know, if I'm gonna have pizza on vacation, I would rather go to the wonderful spot in downtown Disney than eating in the park. I'd rather, you know, go to another spot um in California Adventure instead of there. But it was decent. It wasn't bad. It's it's a lot better than Pinocchio's Pizzeria in Magic Kingdom, I'll tell you that. Hmm. Well, um,
1: we ate at Pizza Um Mau Mau once on our last trip, and then we did takeout from it another time. Because, again, that trip was the one where my son was sick, and we spent a lot of time in the room, so we had to get stuff that was easy for him to eat and deal with, so we would we went down to Pizza Um Mau Mau once, uh, one night when he was feeling okay and going up to going out, and then another night, my wife made the run, and apparently they were used to people... Going in, bringing food out of the park because she asked about uh, whether there was a problem for her taking the tray back to the hotel. She'd bring it back when she got the food to the hotel room, and they said, "No, just you know, leave it outside your room and or you know whatever." And the uh, cleaning folks will bring it. The housekeeping folks will get it back to us. So it looks like they're apparently used to that.
0: I would not try that at Disney World, however. No,
1: that that does not work as well. However, I will say that the pasta there is not too bad. We had the far out chicken fusilli which was uh pretty decent, you know, for for theme park food. One note on the review, the the barbecue chicken pizza cost the same as all of the other pizzas, which is $5.69, which I guess is 6 bucks after tax. And the pasta dishes and the salads are either seven seventy nine or eight forty nine, which I'll guess translates into um, eight and a quarter or nine or something like that. But in any case, um, we thought the food for for theme park food wasn't too bad. It was it was it was good enough that we made the run out from the hotel room to bring some back for a cool. poor poor sick supper. For a poor, sick stomach.
0: Hmm. Cool. What's up, dude? We'll put a link to the Pizza Mau Mau review page, as well as this Park Guide page, in the show notes. Don't forget that you can access the Use review section of Mouse Planet from a link on the left-hand side of any page. Just click Use Reviews. At, <laughs> and <laughs> uh, let me finish. And don't forget that you can post your own reviews when you come back from your trip. Radical.
1: pizza bee 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 um mau <ioniilogue> <people>. OK, enough of that.
0: <laughs> Ask the kid. Welcome, boys and girls, and ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Ask the Kid. It's where we, or you, ask Mark's eight-year-old son a question about anything Disney-related. Sound like fun? I sure as heck think so. So let's play that clip and Ask the Kid. And when we come back
1: from the clip, we'll hope that Mike is talking normally. Okay, we're back with another episode of Ask the Kid. This week's question comes from listener Steve Russo, who asks, "Do you have a favorite time of year to visit Walt Disney World, and why?"
0: Well, oh, I know the an answer to this one easy.
1: Oh, it's easy, huh? Around Thanksgiving, I mean Thanksgiving to New Year's, or is it Christmas? Because Thanksgiving to New Year's. Because they have the um, Mickey Mouse Christmas party and the. Um, Special ending to Illuminations where they start off like a thousand fireworks in thirty seconds. Well, not quite a thousand, but very close. Yeah, the holiday tag is great. I had a feeling you were going to go for that one too. Yeah, and most of it is red, white, and blue. No, well, no, red, white no, red, and blue. red. A lot of it is red and green because you know it's it's Christmas. Christmas time. You know, and even oh, wait, though wish we can I still num- enjoy it. Oh, wait, now I remember. It wasn't red, white, and blue. I think that's in the 4th of July or something. Probably. Okay. So that'll wrap it up for this week's Ask the Kid. We'll be back next week with another question. Boy, you know, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not surprised at all that he picked that. I, I, Neither I. Am I, I, really? I don't know of anybody that has seen the holiday tag from Illuminations and not said that that was one of their favorite things. So, you know, to make that his favorite time of year so he could see that again doesn't surprise me at all. Of course, there's lots of other stuff going on at that time of year as well, but that and Very Merry are not surprisingly his tops.
0: I, you know, holiday times are very special for a lot of people, so that doesn't surprise me either. And now it's time for this week's Magical Moment. This week's Magical Moment comes from Eddie Carroll, the current voice of Jiminy Cricket. Stephen Ng asked Eddie
1: about it after his interview that we ran on last Wednesday's show. (laughs)
2: All right, I'm back with Eddie
0: Carroll. We're going to talk about his magical moment.
2: Yeah, I think probably for me, uh, having done the characters for 34 years, I feel so special and privileged to be able to carry on uh, the legacy of this wonderful character, Jiminy Cricket, not only because it was a character that I grew up with as a child and saw when I was the first movie I ever saw at the age of five was the movie Pinocchio and I fell in love with the character and uh, for me to some you know 35 36 years later end up becoming the very character I fell in love with I mean uh, that's everybody's dream and fantasy and to continue carrying on his legacy but because uh, I live in Los Angeles and I do a lot of recordings for the product, you know, for Jiminy, for various things, especially for the park in Orlando, um, I recorded the narration for the Wishes fireworks display there, and I also recorded the narration for the special parade at night that they had there, plus the afternoon. But I never had ever had a chance to see the, the finished product. So last year at the NFFC convention in Orlando, I finally got a chance to see the parade and the Wishes fireworks. And I have to tell you, first of all... Uh, the, the, the head of the park was very kind Bob was very kind to invite us to go to that little when you when you walk up to the castle there's a special area that they have designated where the the guy that runs the the fireworks every night sits up there with all of the uh, monitors and everything around and is in contact with the locations around the park that that the the pyrotechnics that set up the fireworks at. he invited us to, to share that up there with him and I was Able to look back before it started, and I looked out and I saw this sea of people, just filling the park, waiting for the fireworks to start. And I said to just to myself, to Carolyn, my wife, I said, "Yeah, I wonder how many people are out there." And he took his timer out, clicker out, or whatever, took a look at. It, he said, "26,541 people." He, to the person, he knew how many people were out there. Wow. But we saw the, the the parade, which gave me a goosebump. But then to see the wishes fireworks display. With Jiminy narrating it about how important wishes are and dreams are, I got to tell you, I got a lump in my throat the size of Mount Rushmore, and you know, got tears in my eyes. It was a very moving experience for me to not only be moved by the event, how well it was put together, but to hear me having done Jiminy as part of that whole project was just an enormous experience. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, it was just just very very moving. So. We never, get, we never get tired or get complacent or blasé about what we do. I think we all feel very special to carry on all these wonderful characters. All right. Well, thank you again, Eddie. My pleasure. Right. Thank you.
0: Oh, man, that was an awesome, magical moment. Who would have thunk that the voice of Jiminy Cricket, the MC, for two awesome productions Has just didn't see them until last year?
1: Yep, but it's got to be something to hear your own voice narrating a parade and a fireworks show
0: that tens of thousands of people are enjoying, you know? Oh, it has to be awesome. But, you know, that doesn't—that happens quite a bit, though. Ellen Generous hasn't seen the attraction that she's the host of. You mean um, Ellen's Energy Adventure? Nope, she has not seen Ellen's Energy Adventure. I was watching her talk show um, one day recently, and one of the hosts said, I loved your attraction. You were an awesome host. And she's like, oh, yeah, an Epcot there. He's like, yeah, you're awesome. We have been very funny. She's like, yeah, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. And then I had like a 10-minute conversation about how could you be a host of something that you haven't even been on. No, she's not missing much. Um <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: But I wonder if she's seen the uh, Nemo attraction. I'm not sure.
0: We, we can write in and ask her. Go ahead. Let me know what she okay, says. Well, We'll make a deal. Next time you talk to Ellen, or next time I talk to Ellen, we'll ask her that question, okay?
1: Sure. Now watch,
0: she'll be at the next press event, and we'll actually get to ask her. Uh, oh, wow, she's <laughs> like a listener to the show or something. Yeah, I don't think so. Hey, Ellen, if you're listening to the show and you answer a question, I will send you a mouse plan- a mouse station baseball cap.
1: <laughs> Does she wear baseball caps?
0: Baby doll T, teddy bear. She can have the pick of the mouse station store. okay?
1: Okay. Especially if you're paying.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Where's my line to wrap this up?
1: (laughs) It's my line, so we're going to drag this out. No, we're not. Uh, (laughs) We uh, can use more magical moments. So if you have a magical moment that you'd like to share with our other listeners, whether it be a song, a movie moment, a theme park moment, a resort memory, whatever... We'd love to hear it, and we're sure that our other listeners, all two dozen of them, would as well. Send it to stories at mouseplanet.com or call the toll free feedback line at 1 866 939 2278. Your story may appear on the podcast and will also be considered for inclusion in our cast place column on the Mouse Planet website. And don't forget that magical moments are best when they're told in your voice, so call that feedback line. So, what do you think of the show? What do you think of the topics? What topics would you like to see us cover, especially in the feature show on Wednesdays? Is there something that we're not talking about that you'd love to hear us uh, mention or analyze or whatever? Send us feedback to podcast at mouseplanet.com or call the toll-free
0: voicemail at 1-866-939-2278. Mark, I don't know about you, but I personally love, love the show, specifically the co-host, the young one. Something about him.
1: Yeah, I I thought that you'd have a crush on him.
0: (laughs) I do. I do. You can submit your magical moments to stories at mouseplanet.com or on our 12-feet feedback line. Stories will also be considered for inclusion in the Cast Place column on the Mouse Planet website. And
1: don't forget to go out to the iTunes podcast directory and give us a good rating. Also vote on the helpfulness of the other ratings that are out there. The better our podcast is rated, the more people will see it and will be able to find us and join the
0: wonderful Mouse Station family. Did you just lose the shit off your back? Well, the Mouse Station Cafe Press Store can be your answer. It's guaranteed to have you look good and make new friends. You can visit it at cafepress.com slash mouse station. And don't forget that the Mouse Planet Cafe Press Store has the same exact guarantee, CafePress.com slash mouse button. Guaranteed not valid in the the United States. (laughs) So is is valid for our overseas listeners? Well, of course, because if they're cool enough to listen overseas, they're probably popular anyway. Okay. I have no idea what that meant.
1: Okay. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for today. <laughs> Remember that we now have new shows just about every weekday. Don't forget to visit mouseplanet.com for the complete park updates every Monday and fresh content every weekday. For more Disney news, check out our Mouse Planet Watch podcast every Thursday, which is also available from our podcast page at mouseplanet.com podcast. You'll find our show notes in the new show notes
0: column. They're also linked from the podcast page. We'd like to thank our sound editor and audio engineer, Stephen Ng. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Stephen. On Wednesday, we'll talk about (laughs) XXXXX. We'll talk about
1: something (laughs) that we
0: haven't decided on on yet. (laughs) On Wednesday, we'll talk about a mystery topic that is so secret, we don't even know about it. Until then, I'm Mike Demopoulos, reminding you it takes people to make the dream a reality. And I'm
1: Mark Goldhaber, glad that Mike has gotten over his cold, a little scared about uh, how good he's feeling right now, and reminding you to live the magic every day. See you Wednesday. See you
0: Wednesday.